This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. In light of this fact, in light of there's something better than life, what should we do? The first thing we should do is we should praise the Lord. If you find yourself in a difficult moment, in a difficult circumstance, praise the Lord anyway. I don't know if you're like me, but there have been moments in my existence when I didn't want to praise the Lord. I didn't like what I was going through, but I was reminded of by the Lord that in moments like these, you need to thank me. I say, okay, Lord, give me something to thank you for. The next thing you know, God who communes with our spirit will show you something to be thankful for. And you say, thank you, Lord, for that. You say, thank you, Lord, for this. And thank you, Lord, for another thing. I was in the hospital late the other night with one of our dear men. He'd had a, one of the most difficult days of his life. So we sat in the hospital together, and he was a little bit weepy and upset. He began, I watched it. I didn't encourage it. I just watched it. He thought of something. He thought of all the years that he'd had good health. And he looked at me and said, now, that's something I can thank God for. <laughs> and as if I wasn't in the room, he said, thank you, Lord, for all these years of good health. Preacher, that's something I can be thankful for. And he found another and another. And you know what happened? He encouraged himself in the Lord. And God blessed. Did the circumstance say, no, it's still terrible. But the spirit of the Christian is not determinate on what's going on and the circumstances of life. The spirit and the joy of the Christian is determined by the faithfulness of God. And when we consider the faithfulness of God, our demeanor and our joy and our satisfaction and our peace does not ever have to wane. Because God's faithful. Isn't it wonderful? David said, hey, life stinks right now. But he said, I'm going to praise the Lord anyway. He says, because thy loving kindness is better than life, verse number three, my lips shall praise thee, verse number four. Thus, because of the love of Christ, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied. <laughs> what did he say he's going to do? David said, hey, my joy is not determined by my circumstances. My joy is determined by my never-changing, loving God. And because of that, I'm going to praise Him anyway. Folks, I want you to know something. When you begin to get down in life, praise the Lord. Praise Him anyway. And you'll find the joy of your salvation, the peace that comes only from knowing the Lord. What's the second thing that we see from David that he learned in this moment of darkness? The Bible says in verse number 5, the Bible says, My soul shall be satisfied as with morrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. I want you to see some words here. 
Don't forget the circumstance that David is in. You remember? Go with me. David is hiding in the wilderness of Judah. Yesterday, he was seated on the throne of Israel. Yesterday, he could call for a servant to bring him a fresh clump of grapes, and he could have had it. He could call for a servant to bring him a big scoop of banana pudding, and he could have it. I'm just kidding about the banana pudding. <laughs> they didn't have Cool Whip back then there. So, uh. <laughs> Yesterday, he had whatever he wanted. And now, when he's writing these words... He's leaned up in a, against a tree. No servants, no food, no refuge, no people to turn to. And in that moment, here's the words he has to say. He says in verse number 5, My soul shall be satisfied. I've circled that word satisfied. In that circumstance, he writes this word in verse number 5, the next to last word. He says, Joyful. <laughs> Verse number seven, the last word. In that circumstance, in the wilderness of Judah, he says, rejoice. <laughs> Does that look like the words we'd say in a time of difficulty? No, we're tempted. We're tempted to put so much stake in life and we forget there's something better. And David said, hey, look, I'm my soul shall be satisfied, verse number 5. My mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Verse number 7, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. You know what he's looking? He said, I'm going to be satisfied. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to rejoice. You know what he did? He planned on the goodness of, of the Lord. You know what we like to plan on? We like to, we're Eeyores. You know what Eeyore did? Thanks for noticing me. You know, life is a bunch of thistles. It's terrible. Everything's awful. The end of the world. He wasn't an Eeyore at all. You look at the circumstance of life, there are reasons to be depressed. You don't have to you don't have to look around very long to find some reason to be really disappointed or discouraged or aggravated or upset or bothered or worried. But that's all a trick of the devil, and it's not the way God intends Christians to live. How should I live? I should live hopeful. Jesus is still on the throne. The power of God has not been changed or lessened. God is in control. I should back off and remember that God is faithful. And just like David, you know what he did? He planned on the Lord's goodness. He planned on the Lord's goodness. You know what? The circumstance of our life does not have to dictate the demeanor of God's people. We can just plan on God's goodness. You know, he's going to work things out. You know, things are going to be right. Things are going to be understood. We may get to heaven, and it may take getting to heaven to understand it all. But God has designed this life that it can be right. I'm not promising you health, wealth, and prosperity. But I can promise you this. When you rest in the Lord, you'll find grace to meet your every need. God's faithful. 
God's faithful. Better than life. Now, everybody has somebody to point at when life isn't the way they think it ought to be. Oh, it's so sad to deal with such bitter people. But bitterness is real. And it affects us all. The devil wants it to get us all down. Now, David had an interesting circumstance. What one person caused David to be in such grief this day as he penned Psalm 63, leaned up against a tree in the wilderness of Judah? What one person caused this grief and trouble? What's his name? Can you tell me? Absalom. That low-down, good-for-nothing, dirty, rotten scoundrel. If I could get my hands on that boy, I'd wring his neck. That wasn't the spirit that David had. You know, folks, it is so easy to blame someone else for a difficult circumstance. So much so that you become bitter and the 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 uh, your rage is directed to a person. Your bitterness is directed to a person, the actions of a person. But David sets a wonderful example here. David could not come to a place where he said, ha! I will rejoice. I will praise the Lord. I am going to be satisfied. I'm going to be happy, and I'm going to have joy in my heart and peace no matter what the circumstance. He couldn't have got there if all he could think about is I'm going to get even with Absalom. He couldn't have ever got there. You wonder, I pray, and I don't know why I can't have peace. I'll tell you something. If you're still mad at so-and-so, for doing this and that, you're never going to have peace in your heart. You know what David said? He said, I'm going to go after the Lord, and I'm going to let the Lord take care of the problems. Look at the Scripture. The Bible says something fascinating in verse 8. David says, My soul followeth hard after thee. He's speaking of the Lord. Thy right hand upholdeth me. What's he saying? Now, when I read that verse, the first time I read it, I thought about how terrible Absalom was. I thought I kind of filled in the blank. My soul followeth hard after thee, Absalom. <laughs> I could hear it. I could see it. You know, Absalom caused this mess. And I could just imagine that David being the kind of warrior king that he was, and he's going to go get that boy. But David says, in light of my circumstance, he's speaking to the Lord. He says, my soul followeth hard after thee. What's he going to go after? Revenge? No. no. David walked close enough with the Lord to know that getting even does not bring peace. Getting even does not bring satisfaction. Getting revenge does not produce what is needed. He says, my soul falleth hard after thee. Instead of following after Absalom to get revenge, what did he do? He followed after the Lord. He followed after the Lord. It's not long in this story until Absalom suffers the consequences of his rebellion. It's not long in the story until David is restored to the kingdom, to the throne of Israel. And folks, I want you to know something. The grief of a moment it's temporary. The glory 
of living for Jesus is eternal. And about the moment that you think, ah, everything's over, put your faith and trust in Jesus. Make Jesus the Lord of your life. And you know what you're going to be able to do? In the midst of the darkest times, you're going to be able to back up and say, I will be satisfied. I will praise the Lord. I will have peace in my heart. Why? How? Because the loving kindness of my God is better than anything life has to offer anyway. I'll rest in the Lord. I'll rest in his faithfulness. I'll trust in Jesus because his loving kindness is better than life. What a wonderful Lord. What a wonderful privilege. You see, your circumstances don't have to be perfect in order for you to be satisfied. But your relationship to Jesus needs to be right. How can I have a right relationship with Jesus? Well, it first begins here. If you're here today and you've never been saved, there's never been a time when you humbled yourself and asked Jesus to come into your heart, then you need to be saved. All men are sinners. That includes you. Your sin has a penalty. The penalty of sin is death and hell forever. But Jesus Christ, God's Son, paid the price for our sins on the cross of Calvary. And through what Jesus has done for us, we can ask Jesus to come into our heart and forgive our sins and be our Savior. And when we pray and ask Jesus to be our Savior, guess what we get? Everlasting life, forgiveness of sin, a right relationship with Jesus. You may be here today and you say, I've been saved, but my heart's turned against God. I've been cold. I've taken up life in my own hands. I'm trying to protect it. I tell you what, you take it life and try to take it and do it yourself and protect it yourself and care for everything yourself, you're going to be a miserable human because it's out of your control. You can't help it. The child of God, you say, I'm going to trust in Jesus. I'm going to give this burden. I'm going to cast my cares on the Lord. You can trust the Lord. You can trust Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.